Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto home life business. Whatever the insurance needs are, they will take care of it. And they'll do everything they can to save you money. It's all at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. Brad Nessler in a moment. First of all, our play-by-play call of the day. Fielded at the four by Hines. Coming straight up the middle to the 20. Cuts it back at the 25. He's got an alley down the right sideline to the 40. 50. Down to the 40. 35. 30. 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown, Naheem Hines. How about that? Um, And great work there. There have only been four kickoff returns for touchdowns in the NFL this year. Hines took two back yesterday. And Chris Brown, by the way, is the one that made the call, stepping in for John Murphy, and John's recovering from a stroke, and we wish him nothing but the best. Well, when we use the word the words the best, we always think of a guy like Brad Nestler. My friend, welcome. Happy New Year. And appreciate, by the way, the kind words you said at the Auburn game. Thank you. Uh, hey, Steve. How you doing, man? Um, yeah, and, and to Murph, uh, if he's out there listening, I hope he gets better fast. And, and a good call by Chris there. Hey, uh, we, we didn't look this up yesterday, but as soon as he took the second one, 101 yards, immediately you're – sportscaster brain starts turning and probably fans it's the same way uh when's the last time a guy took two to the house in the same game you know i didn't look at i forgot to look it up i immediately said if somebody did it maybe it was devin hester or somebody like that you know and and then i never i must have poured myself another diet coke at that point i forgot what my own question was so (laughs) (laughs) anybody out there listening and and uh on the pretty insurance line you know, just call Steve in and tell him, because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> two, let's see, two kickoff returns, same game. Hines, there's got to be something here. I'm looking it up as you speak, just to, because I was watching in Philadelphia before I got to uh, do a basketball game yesterday. I'm like, holy cow, two in the same game. Yeah. And there have been four the whole season. Right. That's Who the heck is it? This, Matt, this is your job. You're the producer. Let's see. First player since Leon Washington of Seattle in 2010. There we go. Wow. Good job. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Heck I'll with the producer, that, Brad. I'll pass that along to the gang tonight, and they'll think I'm really smart. So. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And just like, hey, you know, I remember. <laughs> it started out that way. <laughs> How are you, man? I'm doing great. Feel great. Um you got a lot of good look at the dogs this year, uh, and you've had a good look at them the last two years. 
Uh, every team is an entity unto itself, as you and I both know. What makes this Georgia team really good unto itself last year aside? I think it was because a lot of these guys got limited time behind all those stud NFL draft choices last year, and they got a taste, and they heard so much. This is what I thought about their team all year long. They heard so much about the national championship team, and though while they were part of it, they weren't a huge part of it. And I think they want to do something that that team couldn't do, and that's run the whole table and win their own championship. And that's the way I felt about the guys on this team all year long. Um, you know, Kirby's done a great job of always saying we're not defending our championship. Every year is a new season, and, and we don't think about we're defending this or we're defending that. And, and, you know, everybody says, well, the target's on your back now. He hated that, too. You know, and he made that appearance to these kids early on that you're not being hunted. We're still the hunter, you know. And so uh, he had all those little things working in his head in the off season. And, you know, I'm sure having been part of it at Alabama and knowing how Nick did it, you know, when they went back-to-back 11 years ago, um, that there were certain pitfalls that you had to avoid, and and they avoided them. Um, and But I think they're just out to prove that they're like that LSU team, you know, a few years ago, that you're perfect. You know, you didn't lose to anybody. You, you won your conference championship. You won your semifinal. And then you go out and try to win the last one. Yeah, I'm, you guys do a great job of just – telling stories and so forth it's social media where they're getting a lot of from various locations you know you guys are great you got a target on your back the whole thing how tough do you think it is for coaches to deal with that and when you've talked to somebody like Kirby for example how has he reacted when the topic of social media has been brought up yeah he hates it (laughs) but you know some of the younger coaches like Kirby, I think they use it to their advantage. They, they claim that they don't pay any attention. That is so much BS. <laughs> yeah, they've, got, so... they've got guys, they've got guys yes. on their staff that pay yes. attention for them. Yes. They, they may not sit on their phones and look stuff up, but they have that many people on the staff that that's, that's basically their job. Uh, Kirby came into our meeting before the Tennessee game, I think it was. I don't know. And at some point, he was he was leaving the meeting, and he said something to the effect of, uh, "Yeah, and our analytics guys uh, said that you know we shouldn't have thrown that pass." And Gary said we shouldn't have thrown that pass. Da 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 da. That was intercepted, and you know uh, this and that and this and that. And and I turned around. And I said, "You seriously have people that sit around and listen to our broadcast just so you can have something to complain about when you meet with us?" I said, "Boy, that's that's digging pretty low." You know what I'm saying? So yeah. um, I, I basically told him that he could take his analytic people and, and they could just go where the sun isn't right. shining. So, um, But, yeah, they pay attention to it, and I think they kind of counterbalance it. They know what the kids see, and, and you know, they know that their heads get swelled by everything from, uh, you know, parents to high school friends to agents to or whatever your NIL people are, you know, with all of that going on now, too. But it's hard to... You, know, you can be an old-school coach and say, we don't pay any attention to that, and I don't let my kids pay attention. They do. They do, and so do the coach. And I'm glad you said that, by the way. I mean, you should know, like, hey, guys, we're trying to do a job here. You're trying to do a job. Come on. Uh, uh, you know, it's something it's to do every week, you know? <laughs> oh, I know. And, you know. But it's like it's like the coach that goes to the press conference and says, you know, I, you're connected with all these jobs. Well, I haven't talked to anybody. Yeah, but I didn't say your agent didn't talk to somebody. <laughs> right. 
Jimmy Sexton did all the talking, the agent yeah. of the stars, you know. So there you go. Yeah, yeah Jimmy's exactly Jimmy Sexton. Uh, so you know Stetson Bennett, and I know I've asked you about him before, but the story's been great. But where have you seen the growth now as a quarterback? Because he did go into every game this season as the known entity. Yeah. Um, I would say the confidence he has in himself, he's got a swagger, boy. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, he, he's, you know, he's looking to the sideline. He's winking. He's pointing. Um, you know, he knows he's not 6'4", and he knows he's not going to be – you know, some guy that's a starter in the NFL, but I'm not ruling him out, by the way, of, of at least being a backup someplace. Um, yeah. But I, I think the swagger and the knowing that he could do it has made him just get better and better every game. And, you know, it really started, I don't know, two and a half years ago where the, the, the other players were buying in and saying, okay, this kid, yeah. they did everything they could possibly do to keep him on the bench and have some of these five-star guys running the show. And they couldn't keep him off the field. And when he got on the field, couldn't get him off the field, you know. And so um, the players love the guy, and that's a big part of it, you know. I mean, they've had guys transfer through here portal-wise, play a year, JT Daniels. They had the kid from Wake Forest that was going to come in and be a superstar and spend six, months here, spend six months here and then go to the NFL. And I don't know what he's doing, but I'm pretty sure it's not that. So, you know, they've, they've seen all the five-star guys come in, and they, the no-star guy is the star of the show right now. When you've sat down and talked with him, Gary and yourself, what has just been your general impression of him? Uh, really fun kid to be around, and he's he, – you ask him a question, and he thinks, man, before he answers it. Some kids just have kind of a mechanical answer built in for everything, and he's not like that, and – um, he's a little salty. I mean, he looks like a choir boy, but he's not, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Just a really, really good kid that knows that he has had to work his ass off to get where he is, and he's really, really proud that he got there. He should be. I mean, look. Should he's be. Overcome- yeah. yeah, I mean, he should be. Uh, Quentin Johnson, obviously, is a terrific player for TCO wide receiver. Yeah. How have you looked at the Georgia secondary this year as to how they've handled other guys of near that class? They handled they handled Tennessee, Steve, pretty darn well, Jalen Hyde and those guys. But they didn't yeah. handle a lot of what you would call lesser-known talents, I guess. I mean, they got chewed up by LSU, by both yeah. Jake Daniels and, uh, and uh, Nussmeier's kid, Garrett uh, uh, Nussmeier. They tore him up. There's big plays to be had, and and if you're a Georgia fan, I'd be a little bit nervous about Quentin Johnson and and you know Duggan. I don't know if he's the most accurate guy in the world, but he seems to get the ball there where it needs to be, um, and he's a tough tough dude. But that speed at that position, the other wideouts not too bad either. I think that's going to be a problem for Georgia. They just given up. You know, everybody talks about their defense, and they are that good, and you know, they only give up 14 points a game or whatever. It's kind of ballooned from around 11 points a game to whatever it is now. But, you know, overall, their defensive scheme and all that is good. Their athletes are really good. But um, I don't know if it's a gambling type of thing or if they've got too many built-in um, kind of sub-packages to their defense and they get kind of lost sometimes, and, and it, it can cause big plays. And good wide receivers, if the quarterback's got time to get it to them, there's, there's big plays to be had. So I'd be a little nervous on Georgia's secondary. Now, what you know, 
I don't know what their pass rush is going to look like tonight. Um, you know, late stages of the SEC championship game, Jalen Carter didn't play, so that had a different look to it. And that's probably why they gave up 500 yards passing because they didn't want to get him hurt in uh, the game that we did. And um, they're going to have to get more pressure, though, on the quarterback than they did against C.J. Stroud. And, and uh, Duggan's not got his kind of arm talent, but he's a savvy dude. And um, they're going to give up some points. I, I just don't see it being one of those, wow, Georgia's playing lights out on defense and TCU can't move the ball. I think TCU's really good. Yeah, they they are really good. And I felt one of the key moments of the semifinal game was when Marvin Harrison Jr. went out. Yeah, because absolutely. He, I was going to bring that up. That That game is maybe way different, you know, after he left. It wasn't the same. I mean, to be honest with you, I wanted to vote for him because you know, I have a Big Ten vote. I wanted to vote for him for Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year, but Ohio State didn't nominate him because they nominated Stroud. You're only allowed right. to nominate one. So, But he was, exactly. I thought, he's the best guy I saw. Hey, they're going to eventually, next year will stay status quo. Then after that, it goes to 12. What's been your thought on 12, especially now watching Georgia and TCU each play their 15th games of the season coming up tonight? Yeah, it's going to be a long year for the team that survives. It's going to be there a long time. Kids, unless you get one of those, you know, the buy in the first round thing, that'll help a little bit. But yeah. um, I think it. I, I think it'll be kind of fun. I, at first, I thought, well, I think it's going to be the same four teams that are down to the semifinals and the finals. Uh, you know, out of maybe eight teams that you think have a chance. I think the. I think the big names that you expect to be there are still going to be there, but I do kind of like that other. Other four or five teams where you go, wow, where'd that guy, where'd that guy come from, or where'd that team come? Um, You know, like watching Tulane in the, I didn't pay enough attention to them during the regular season, I guess, and and then watching play USC, and I was like, wow, I wish I could see more of their games, you know, because they were really fun to watch. So from that standpoint, I I think it'll be cool. Um, It'd be be even cooler if I was involved in some of those playoff games. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'd be singing the praises, man, if CBS had a playoff game or two. <laughs> <laughs> and you never know. Maybe down down the road they will when they, when they get you know when when the contract's up. All I know is that it means that you're, you that the doors open to you eventually coming into Beaver Stadium, and that's what I love about it. So <laughs> right. yeah, we'll ice cream together. That's right. Well, yeah, we'll go over ice cream and, and, and a Diet Coke and maybe another select beverage. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Hey, Brad, thanks so much. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. You got it, buddy. Have a great uh, night, and uh, uh, go dogs and go frogs. All right, perfect. Thanks, Brad. The hey, best, buddy. Brad Nessler. The two of us just talk. I mean, isn't you know? I mean, I ask a few questions, but the two of us just talk. He's just—they don't get any better than that. I—I I still on my bucket list is to go out and have a beverage with uh, Brad Nessler. He is what what you hear right now is what you get. Oh, definitely. It's just the way he is. It's the way he is. I mean, I remember one time when Penn State was playing on night game with Michigan or whatever and he had the game and I'm I'm, you know you know I'm in the post game show and all of a sudden the door flies open and Brad did the game on TV and Brad goes hey what a game (laughs) he's just like it's just the way he is he's just great I'm telling you All right, take a break Uh, 
We'll come back with more in a moment. Ruben Frank on the, um, oh, no, Rube, had to tend to Breaking Eagles news. What Breaking Eagles news? It's it's not, like, huge, but the Texans are, are trying to interview both Shane Steichen and uh, Jonathan Gannon. They requested permission to, to interview both coordinators for their head coaching vacancy. They're getting Harbaugh. Come on. <laughs> or he's going to Denver. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the Harbaugh thing in a moment, okay? Oh, I can't wait yeah. for this. No, no, no. I mean, like, you know I'm not going to sit there and, like, you know, I'm not going to rip him or anything. That's not, like that's me? not my, my stuff. Well, I'll let you do it. <laughs> uh, but I do want to make a quick point about it because people say things. You sit back and go, cut me a break. What are you saying that for? Don't, like, don't talk. <laughs> All right. And we'll get back with that in a moment as we continue on News Radio 1070 WK. Okay. How about Brad giving a little love to Purdy there? That's right. Huh? Adam, what do you think? Well, the national guys are giving you love. How about that? Season, what do you think? Not bad. No Rube. Breaking news. They're gonna they're gonna interview the ball boy for what? Neither one of those guys is getting that job. It's somebody else. Well, I, I would only interview one of the two, to be honest with you. Well, look, when you're winning, and the Eagles are, and they looked really good doing it, they will come after your people. It's oh, a yeah. compliment. That's not surprising. It is, it is a compliment to the Eagles and what they've done that other people think your people are worth talking to. Now... They just had Lovey Smith, defensive-minded coach, right? Eight times out of ten, when they make another hire, whomever it is, it normally is the opposite of the hire they just had. Now, the Eagles went similar. They went Doug Peterson to Nick Sirianni, right? So that's like that two out of ten. But you think about, like, hires that are made. If they had an offensive guy, they go with the defensive guy. Or if they had a disciplinarian, they'll have a player's coach. Or if they have a player's coach, they bring in a disciplinarian. See what I mean? All right, we'll take a break. Soup must all be excited about the Michaela Schifrin story, right? Oh, of course. I haven't seen him yet today, but I'm sure he is. I mean, I mean let's be honest with it's not the Olympics, so she's winning. Right. <laughs> F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells falda. It just shows you how hard it is to win. I mean, it just shows you how hard it is to win. Okay. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. By the way, it's a week from today you have to declare for the NFL draft. That's when the deadline is, in case people are wondering. Uh, I think there's one more Penn State player. We'll let him do his deal so everybody knows what's going on with him, and then we'll talk about it. All right? Okay. We'll take a break as we continue here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. It's 2023, and while a lot has changed, one thing you can count on is the service at Purdy Insurance. Hi, this is Season. 
At Purdy Insurance, we provide you the highest level of service and coverage to protect you, your family, and your business. Make it your New Year's resolution to call us for a quote today at 570-286-5855. Go to our website at purdyinsurance.com or stop at our office at 136 Market Street in Sunbury to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Ruben Frank won't be joining us today. The Texans have requested to talk to the Eagles trainer. No. <laughs> I mean, the way the Texans are going, they may not even get the trainer to interview for their job. You know, I feel awful, for. to be honest with you. I know Lovey Smith got paid a lot of money, but I feel awful. I mean, he got one year. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street and Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto home life business, motorcycle, boat, RV, whatever it may be. You need to be fully insured, peace of mind, and you also need to save money. They work hard to do both. Pros, pros, great people at Purdy Insurance. Market Street and Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, where it's 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. You know who's been the highest-rated quarterback in the NFL the last five weeks? I'm not a big believer in the rating thing, but just for interest's sake, you know who number one is? No. Brock Purdy. Not shocking. The Eagles win their playoff game at home, and the Niners win both of theirs. You're going to be pacing back and forth like a nutcase all week. Oh, yeah. I would, regardless of what Brock Purdy does, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, who knows how he's going to react? I don't know. I mean, who knows? I will say this. You know, people will say, say, well, you know, big game like this, the whole thing. You know, to be honest with you, if he plays well this weekend against Seattle, and you know, well, you know, on a relative scale, and then plays well again in the next round, whomever that's against, by the time he gets to Philadelphia, he'll have a couple of playoff games under his belt. It really is irrelevant at that point. You know, you end up playing so many of these, you know, winner take all. That's why, well, he's never, he's never quarterbacked in the Super Bowl. Yeah, whoop de do. He play all these other games like they don't. Like if you lose this game, you're going home. So um, the only thing difference in the Super Bowl is is the is the media day thing, but everything else is pretty well structured now, media wise. They give you a week to go out and take care of your tickets and your business and things like that. Get some a little bit of practice in. Then the week of the Super Bowl, it's just once you get through media day or what do they call it now? Oh, it's uh, opening night now. Opening night, okay, and it's on a Monday, right? Yes, yeah, it's a Monday night now. All right, 
which means it's days ahead of the game. After that, yeah, you're pretty much you're home free. Yeah. After that, you're home free. My son was at the uh, Dolphins Jets game. So I texted him from Philly yesterday. You realize? I mean, I, I'm sitting in Philadelphia yesterday. You know what I thought yesterday? I've been on the road eight of the last nine, eight of the last ten days. Yeah, that's correct. But now you get a nice little eight day stay now here. I got at home. eight days here. Oh no, I got eight days here. I got a game on Wednesday night, but it's here. I got the weekend off because I've worked every day since December twenty sixth. So, and eight of the ten. The last ten were on the road. I was like, I was driving home last night from Philly. I'm on the turnpike going, yeah, I've been on the road a lot. So, you know, now I got plenty of time to think. I was listening to the Packers and Lions game, and I'm thinking, yeah, what's on? Ooh, <laughs> I was like, well, it's a lot of time on the road. And no wonder my family seems so happy. So my son was at the uh, Dolphins Jets game. Uh, his father-in-law, you know, they, they have a place down there, and he always wanted to go to a Dolphins game. So I texted him during the game, field goals and punts, and he texted me back and said, snooze fest. <laughs> Certainly seemed like it. Whoo. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, the, again, the plus for the Eagles is that they end up getting the buy, that's huge. Because Jalen Hurts could use it. Just buy a little more time for him. Lane Johnson, you buy a little more time for him. And that's that's a big plus for them. That's that's what this means. Same thing, I mean, I'm not really sure how banged up Kansas City is. Um, I don't really think they are. I can't think of anybody for Kansas City that's they're worried about because they they're the AFC team with the bye and well it was a clutch move to come up with the was Washington kickoff return thing no offense that's your job <laughs> You were quicker than me. My phone was a little slow. No, I've got actually I've got the iPad in front of me. This is I went out and I made two off-season purchases. <laughs> me of all people. Two off-season purchases. I, I purchased a new laptop cuz I'd had mine was now 6 years old. And I purchased the largest iPad available, which is a what 12.9 and the idea was with the iPad is that's the stat monitor I use for football and basketball. So Jack and I use this for football, and Dick and I use this. I mean, this is the one we had yesterday for basketball. So by getting the idea with getting the largest one, that way all that stuff fits on there and it's readable for us. I got to admit, and same thing with the laptop, I have to admit, those were two phenomenal purchases. So while you're on your phone... I'm over here with, with with the iPad, and I've got a keyboard to go with it. Ding, 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 looked it up, boom, there it is. Meanwhile, you're getting a circle. Come on, man. Come on. 
It's like walk, watching Amazon Prime on Thursday night. Oh, I got a circle. <laughs> Darn. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> Darn, I know the circle. Oh, my goodness. All right, did you, so did you see the story about um, how popular football is in this country? And 82 of the top 100 TV shows in 2022 were NFL games in terms of viewership. Um, And it's amazing. Now, there were only six non-sports shows that were in the top 100. And Sports Business Journal put this out. Super Bowl, of course, was first, 110.4 million. NFC Championship game, Rams, Niners, two. Chiefs, Bengals was three. Now, you're talking about 47 and 50 million, respectively, here. Chiefs, Bills, playoff game, 42 million. Giants Cowboys on Thanksgiving, 42 million. 49ers Cowboys, 41 million. Bucks Rams, 39 million. Packers Niners, 36 million. And then the State of the Union the president had on March 1st. You know, remember, this isn't a single network. Like every network carried it. So they combined it to 34 million. Bills Lions on Thanksgiving, 31 million. Titans Bengals, 30 million. Finally, the Eagles made the cut, but because of Tom Brady. You didn't like that. <laughs> no, senor! No, senor! No, senor! It's the January 16th playoff game, $30 million. Chiefs Steelers, because that was a playoff game, $30 million. Uh, Cowboys Packers, 29. Bengals Raiders, $28 million. Then you got Eagles Cowboys on Christmas Eve at $27 million, almost $28 million at 27.8. Cowboys Vikings, 27.5. Cowboys Bengals, 27. Cowboys Cardinals 26. I can tell you're mad now. <laughs> no, I'm actually not surprised by either one. America's team is sprinkled all over. Packers Bucks 26. Right? Now, the most watched non NFL telecasts. Okay? So you ended up with six. Okay? So the State of the Union I already mentioned, right? And again, you're talking about every network carried it. So it's like, you know, four million here, five million or whatever. But it comes out to 34 million. Uh, Beijing Olympics. The night uh, on night 11, which is the Super Bowl was played and then the Olympics were on, they had 24 million. So the audience dropped from 110.4 million down to 24 million. But that's still great. Alabama Georgia National Championship game with 22.5 million. Peach Bowl, Georgia Ohio State New Year's Eve got 22.4 and the Fiesta Bowl got 21.7. The only other non-NFL telecast that made the cut in the top 94 
was the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade on NBC. $21.6 million. As it should be. The Final Four North, uh, the NCAA Tournament Final Four North Carolina Duke, 18.5. Championship game, Kansas North Carolina got 18.1. And that was, again, that was not on CBS. That was TBS TNT. Okay, I remember that was not CBS. FIFA World Cup got 17.7 for Argentina, France. Michigan, Ohio State got 17-2. All right. The Kentucky Derby got 16 million. The Kentucky Derby had only 600 fewer viewers than the Academy Awards. And the difference is the Kentucky Derby took two minutes. Far more enjoyable. I mean, that's shorter than the speeches. Okay, the NBA Finals. Celtics and Warriors Game 6 finally shows up. Did The NBA did not make the top 100. At 13-9. And to be honest with you, the Olympics did not do well. We had the Olympics after the Super Bowl, right? And of the non-football ones, the Olympics then, the next highest rated Olympiad was the 21st non-football. It was night four, 13 million. Night three was after that, 13 million. The St. Peter's North Carolina game, about 13-5, it got more viewers than Beijing Olympics night eight. How about that? That's amazing. Let's see. So the college football playoff game, let's see, Beijing Olympics was 30th overall. College football playoff was 35. Semifinal was 36. Sunday Night Football 37. Again. Let's see. Macy's comes in at 42, right behind the Fiesta Bowl. Let's see. There's a January 6th House Committee thing on June 9th. Um, I'm up to 60 now. There's just not much. That, you know, Duke North Carolina Duke North Carolina and TNT TBS 64th um, Kansas North Carolina was 65 Academy Awards was 77th I know you were locked in that night I'm not surprised No senor no senor no senor Kentucky Derby was 86 Beijing Olympics opening ceremony, 87. That's where they walked around in a circle. And uh, Ukrainian President uh, Vladimir Zelensky's address to the U.S. Capitol on every network got 16 million, was 88th. Everything else was NFL or college football. Well, the FIFA World Cup U.S.-England game was 93rd at 15.3 million. It's amazing, isn't it?
I mean, that's amazing. But not surprising. But the World Cup game between the U.S. and England on Fox, which was during the day, all right, got 2 million more viewers than the Warriors Celtics did. No Major League Baseball games and no NBA games made the top 100. How about that? I mean, that shows you just the power of football, the power of the NFL. They've got to be smart with this. I feel there are moments where they're not smart with it. You know, you've got to be careful, in my opinion, as to what you, you know, like, okay. Sometimes really, really good leadership is every once in a while... Somebody in the room has to sit back and say, hey, look, let's think about, as everybody's saying, more, more, more. Somebody in the room has to sit back and say, you know, hey, let's think about this for a second. Is it possible that less is more? You're talking about going to 18 games, right? I doubt this voice will be heard, but... Would somebody have the guts in the room to stand up and say, hey, guys, maybe less is more? Let's not. Because every time I turn around, and I'm guilty of this too, how often have you heard me say, use the word inventory when it comes to TV? And you're trying to quote, um, always. You know, more networks because you have more inventory. Okay. I got it. Um, But is it possible? Is it possible that um, you can actually get more by less? I'm just asking. I'm asking for friends. I'm right there with you. And I'm only asking. I mean, is it it something that um, should be discussed by somebody in a room? Because, uh, Because... I've said this once, I've said this so many times, that um, one of the elements that people don't realize is, you know, because I do broadcast football and basketball, and this doesn't affect me, it only affects me in that that, um, that I have to broadcast the game, so, you know, it depends on the start times, right? But I tell everybody, I said, no offense, but, you know, Penn State football, Penn State basketball, TV shows. Started at 6 o'clock last night, boom, they'll start at 7 o'clock then, then next week go out to Wisconsin, I don't know time, what it's like, times that game. 8.30, something like that. 
But that's that's what it is. You you know you know darn well it's a, it's a TV show. So. You know, I mean, why, why does Penn State football kick off at noon? Why does it kick off at three thirty? Why does it kick off at four o'clock? Why does it kick off at at eight o'clock? Why does it kick off at seven thirty? I mean, I mean, these are all kickoffs Penn State had this year: noon, three thirty, four, seven thirty, eight. They played on a Monday. They played Saturdays. They played on a Thursday. Well. The TV show. Yeah. Inventory. Inventory, inventory. And that's, yeah. I feel like that's what it is. All right, we'll take a break. But I mean, but that I mean, it's a fact of life. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna accept all this money. You that's the way it is going to be, and I get that. Believe me, I get that as much as anybody. But so I said to Brad, I said, this will be game 15 for these two teams tonight. It could be game 17. You know? Um, for somebody in a couple of years. But as Brad said, he said, boy, I want to do one of those games. Well, you know, I and mean, believe me, aren't we all like that? I mean, believe me, I want to do a playoff game. My goodness, of course I do. And I've and I've been pushing for more teams in the playoffs. So I've been one that's been pushing for it. So let's not pretend I haven't been, because I have. We'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today on News Radio 1070 WK. Okay. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Out of auto repair. All right, back tomorrow. If there's not any breaking Eagles news, I guess what the the Colts want to get the the ball boy? (laughs) Again, they'd be lucky if they even got the ball, boy. Maybe they want Sirianni back. No? Uh, maybe. I think you want to keep him. (laughs) 